Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'm constantly surprised by this show. I never thought I'd say CeCe Peniston starting us out on well, a Thursday hey, morning, fellas. That's what happens. So I'm about to get to winter, winter time. It's still dark outside. Here we go. Get fin- ready. Finally, the return of Jay Will. Yeah, he was fine. on. It's gone one day. It's one day. We missed you, man. Uh, Keyshawn didn't. He talked the whole damn show. I heard him the whole show yesterday. What, what do you think they pay me for? To be quiet? No, obviously they pay me not. To talk. That's, you get paid per word. Yeah, that maybe so. Hey, that, that, <laughs> hold on. We need that deal. Hold we need on. that deal. Yes, I need that clause in my contract. See now that he's saying that I'm gonna talk. I talk so much. Just wait. I'm gonna put you on the clock. Why are you so? I'm not, I'm going to put you on the clock. Why are you so sensitive? I'm going to put him on the clock. Come on, man. Because, you know, for a guy as as big of a personality as you are, you can't be that sensitive. We all sensitive. LeBron James is sensitive. Keyshawn sensitive. Michael Jordan sensitive. I love you just put yourself in the same conversation with LeBron James. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant sensitive. We all sensitive. I swear everybody know that. He just put his same name in the conversation with LeBron and Michael Jordan. I love that. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I love that about you. It's good company. That's what I love that about you. I got a ring. They got a ring now. What? <laughs> Facts. No, I can start checking the box and a lot of. Well, you got a you national know? championship ring. They, they, got, they, ring got, they got more than just one ring, though. <laughs> they got more than just one or two. two Man, you rings. know how hard it is to get one ring? Yes, I do. Well, be quiet then. I do. What do you mean, be quiet then? I'm Shoot. still working on the first. I don't think it's ever going to happen for me at this point, though. <laughs> you guys mentioned clock. The only sport last night that was going was the one with no clock. It's sort of weird, right? We had no NFL last night. We'll get to it tonight. We got the Browns and Bengals. Plenty of NFL chatter coming up here. Listen, we were feeling like a night off right oh, great. for real though yeah, I was like, like, oh, you no see me NBA? i got more energy than no hockey no. i know you were disappointed by no, that no, no hockey no no hockey at all did catch nascar none of that so what did you do last night there's baseball on i watched the yankees last I, night i actually Hit six home runs i actually worked in the after late afternoon early evening and then i just chilled i went to bed super early like I, I, what's early nine o'clock what's normal probably 11 30 12 what time do you get up Three, three thirty. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, I tried to hang, hang out with my daughter yesterday. My my wife and I went to go pick my daughter up from school. This is where you know you've been working. You haven't been spending a lot of time with your family. So my daughter comes out of school. I'm like, hey, baby, I've been down in front of everybody, already excited to see her. Put my arms out. Daughter runs right by me, right to mama. I'm like, just down there on my knees, just holding the arms out. It was like, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry, she'll come back to you in time. That was my day yesterday. The joys of being a dad. Sometimes yes. it's one of yeah. those sorts I know, of things. Evan flow. It's fluid. Speaking of fluid, Jay, great way to describe what's going on with the Big Ten. I just want to kind of run through this. We all know the big story that the league is back. Just want to get your thoughts. Key was here yesterday. The story working. broke. Yep, working, talking by the word, getting paid by the word. Great deal. But that last hour, you were talking a lot because that's when the story broke. I want to get your thoughts on it because nobody's more invested in the collegiate game than you are and everything that you've said over the first month of the program, how embedded you are with the college game. Let's run through the timeline and get your quick thoughts. Jay, we'll start with you. August 6th, the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, puts out a schedule that essentially says, here's what's going to happen if we play. August 6th, everybody's schedule comes out preliminarily. August 11th, just five to six days later, we are postponing football for the fall entirely. The day he's going to regret. We are not revisiting. That's the we one we're not revisiting was the words that he said. Exactly. Great point. And that was August 19th in an open letter, not privately to everyone, fans, administrators, media, everybody. Jay's words. We will not revisit. And then yesterday, September 16th, we're back. We're actually back October 23rd, 24th. Big Ten title game, December 19th. The very next day, they will announce the four teams in the college football playoff. And Jay, you're saying essentially that's what this is all about. Well, 
I told you so. <laughs> you can blow, I, you can I, I told you they were going to play. <laughs> they were going to play. And, and I heard Key yesterday watching the show back, uh, pressure burst and burst pipes, right? So it, here's one of the things I wanted people to think about, too, at home. It's, you know, all these chancellors, all these presidents, Kevin Warren, um, to come out initially with that first vote being, I think it was like 11 to 3. Correct. 11, 11 14 3. schools. 11, 11 14 3. Schools. Okay. And then for now, this to be unanimous only proves the point that pressure does burst pipes. Okay. None of these people have been underneath the public eye or dealt with the scrutiny that key you and I have dealt with as athletes. Right. So imagine this for the amount of time from the first time that they made the press statement to where we are now. Every day, the relentless pressure, not only from fans, not only from parents, not only from players who are becoming more outspoken than ever. Justin Fields came on our show the first day of our show Mm -hmm. and kind of provided a letter, open statement about it. But then having the commander in chief be involved, having this become political to a degree, they caved. They caved. This is Mm -hmm. about money. This is about $700 million that's on the line. And this is about also saying, hey, look. We need the money. We're going to play. We can handle the pressure, and here we are. Look, it, it certainly – It's really that easy. It's really that easy. It, it certainly has some components of pressure to it. There's no question about it in money. But I also believe that over those last 40 days, as Kevin Warren mentioned, that they were on a parallel track to understand the medical and the safety and all of those sort of things. They just didn't say – throw that out the door or out the window and go play football. They needed to find out about the medical before they could make a final decision. Mm-hmm. And, and it, SEC did a great job by just pushing the season back as they try to find out about the medical, where the ACC didn't and the Big 12 didn't, but the Pac-12 conference to some degree is. And I think that that is a major key in all of this is – finding out what the medical situation is before you make a final decision and determination. Just so happened, at the same time, everything came swarming down, so it makes it look as though they completely caved under the pressure. Zubin, can I ask you a question? Sure. Did I miss something? Is there a consensus on medical right now? Is there a, is there a consensus? Because I, I'm confused. You went from an 11-3 vote to yeah. a unanimous vote. So have we just came out and said that, hey— Myocarditis, not a real thing. All these, so now there's a consensus. So I, I'm just a little bit confused at where we are. Did they find out something shocking medically that you know? Hey, now we're going to be in lock and step with other, with the SEC, with ACC, with the Big Twelve. I don't know if we found that. That's why I said it, it feels like you're caving to political pressure. Probably, you're caving to the money. They and probably that's fine. just openly state that. No, they, they, they're. It's not that they cave into the money. It's more about understanding and have a having a better understanding of what's in front of them from a medical standpoint, opposed to guessing, you know, when, when somebody explains something in detail to you and says to you, Jay, as you know, Hey, this could happen, but the chances of it happening is slim to none. You sit back and you go, okay, or you could take a chance in this and this is what would happen. Having all of the information helps you make a much better educated decision where the other conferences probably isn't sharing all of their information with the Big Ten that they're getting from their doctors within that region or that conference. Well, then how about the Pac-12? Because now the Pac-12 is trying to make a push to play as well. So, like, I, I, I'm just saying, as a, as a well, fan— Well, the Pac-12 got a whole different— It's a I whole different I understand, but set of rules and 
region and all that sort of stuff. It's confusing. So now you're saying within 40 days, enough information has came out that it said, okay, now we want to play. Now it's okay to play. Yeah. Well, when when the information that the other conferences has used is they've just waited and it's always been okay to play. That's it's just it's kind of it's very telling. There's no question about it. The last thing I would say to partially answer your question is to simply say Chancellor Rebecca Blank at the University of Wisconsin did say openly that either we're all playing or none of us were playing. To your point, it doesn't really answer the question why you went from 11-3 to to 14-0, but she did say that if it wasn't unanimous, there was no way we were all getting on the field in disparate ways. Either all of us were playing or none of us were playing. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting your business with specialized coverages for your commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Much more discussion about this with Kirk Herb Street when he joins us at 8:10 a.m. Eastern. Still to come, while we were all focused on Kawhi's run at a third finals MVP and the way it came crashing down, we seem to ignore the biggest and only story left for most fans left watching the NBA, and that's you know who and what he's on the verge of. We'll talk about that with Jay Will and his NBA expertise and Keyshawn with his Lakers fandom on the way. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Man, I wish you guys could be here in the commercials breaks. These guys are on fire. They're going for it. Back to them in just a second from A to Z, brought to you by Redbox. Now at Redbox, stream the theatrical home release of Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, the two guys in the original one back in 1989. Still going strong. Get premium access and visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Our big story earlier this morning, the return of the Big Ten to playing football back October 23rd, 24th. This after, shall we say, running a reverse from what they said was going to be the case on August 11th when they postponed. Looking at a little college basketball on our screen, Jay, November 25th, your sport is back. That was also announced yesterday. I I think it's going to be good. Look, smaller team, smaller number of players. You can put a lot of these tournaments in bubbles. I actually think college basketball is going to be safe to move forward. We'll see what happens moving forward. Jay is bullish. We should also mention the Pac-12 might be back playing football next month. That might be this most surprising development of all. Keyshawn (laughs) ruling it out. LeBron, we're going to talk about the king here in just a moment. And if we're overlooking his greatness, that seems like a terrible way to say it because of everything he's done. But it might be true. Yesterday announced to his 16th All-NBA team, he was a unanimous selection along with the Greek freak. He was unanimous. Luka Doncic, James Harden, and Anthony Davis round it out. What year is this for him? This is his 17th year. Year Think about that. I know. 17 years. 16 NBA, all NBA selections. Yep. So it's just not even fair with this dude, man. 
It's we'll not get, fair. We'll get into that. We'll get into it. We'll in get into that. Just a bit. Hang tight for that. We got to some check passion. His DNA, though. I don't think he's human. <laughs> no, he's not. The Nuggets might be in trouble tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear it on ESPN Radio Game One of the Western Conference Finals. The Dodgers, by the way, Keys Dodgers beat Yay! the Padres 7 5 Wednesday on ESPN to become baseball's first team to clinch a playoff spot. Think Blue is heading to the postseason for the eighth straight year. And here's the best part about this, fellas. You guys played. We was upset. We was up 7 1. I, I got a little angry giving up those four runs. Yeah, I picked. Picked it up at 7-3, got to 7-5. But here's the crazy part, and I think only you guys could appreciate this or any other pro or collegiate athletes that are listening. Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, after the game said he didn't even realize they had clinched a playoff spot. He goes into a Zoom press conference. He goes, yeah, five minutes ago, somebody told me we just made the playoffs. When is the last time a team was on the verge of making the playoffs? I don't care if it's a crazy season. Making the playoffs is a big deal. You make the playoffs, and the team is completely unaware of it? Well, because you, you, your focus probably is to win a division, and, and mathematically, whatever transpired and took place, they landed in the playoffs. That's, that's basically what happened. I'm a little confused. How did you watch the game the other day, Key? Like, since you're a fan of all teams in California, did you have, like, the Padres hat on and then, like, the, the Dodgers <laughs> no, jersey no, on? No, I had the – my Dodgers is there. Until the Dodgers are eliminated <laughs> – Fool, I'm not moving on from to nobody else. Well, it was a twofer, right? So the Padres played the Dodgers. You didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to worry about it. His two teams are all in the same field. It was a win-win scenario. (laughs) Win-win. Again, until the Dodgers are eliminated, I'm a Dodger. And then I move on to the next closest team in California that's available for fan. That's support, man. You're going to have to move on to support. The only two teams you wouldn't do that for, I just want to make sure we clarify, the Clippers and UCLA, No, correct? just UCLA. Just UCLA. Just UCLA. So you will rock with the Clippers if they got I past would, the Lakers. It's not rock. I would support them. I'm glad that they got there, but I already had told you that that wasn't going to yes, happen. Yes, you did, because you I said the Clippers are still the Clippers. The Clippers are still the Clippers. Clippers going to clip. Dodgers looking for their first World Series since 88. So they are on the way perhaps to a championship from one L.A. team vying to a title for another. Of course, that's the Lakers. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Essentially, Kawhi headed on the mantle here, guys. Opportunity to win a third championship with a third franchise and be the finals MVP for the third time. That has never been done before. Kawhi's not going to be able to do it this season, but you know who will be able to do it this season is LeBron. Of course, getting it done in Miami. And then in Cleveland, he's got an opportunity to pull the trifecta here as well, Jay. And nobody is really giving this its proper due. We were all getting ready for Kawhi to just make that move. Are we missing out on the fact that LeBron is on the verge of his 10th finals and we're too busy talking about the Clippers collapsing? I don't know who doesn't give it its proper due. I mean, we we refer to him as the king. I mean, people say, well, it's a self-proclaimed nickname, but then every, every, but everybody refers to him as the king. King James. Like, so I, I've been on record, and I've said this a multitude of times. I think he is the greatest player that we have ever seen. Now, I'm not saying he's the greatest winner we've ever seen. Michael Jordan, 6-0 in NBA Finals. I know culturally what he was able to do, right? Key and I were talking about this. Like, the way people chew their gum icon like basketball he was a graceful assassin he was a thing of beauty to watch Mm. it was like poetry Mm. in motion but watching LeBron James and the skill sets that he has and I also factor into the greatest of all time while you have your platform and you know I know that the things that Jordan did not everybody was privy to because there wasn't social media he did a lot of things behind the scenes but look what LeBron James has done holistically more than a vote, what he's done with his platform, creating a media platform, standing up for things. It has that Muhammad Ali-like feel to it. Wow. Now, I'm not saying that he is Muhammad Ali, but him stepping up and saying different things at different times, and it's divided the fan base. A lot of people don't rock with LeBron. I mean, seeing <laughs> – it's really funny. After 
all the talk I hear every single day is I don't want LeBron James to win because I don't like what he stands for. It just it, it, it proves the point that he moves the needle so far. I think what he's able to do, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. See, it's very it's very difficult for me to start to say who's the greatest and all those sort of things because as young as I am, I had the opportunity to see people like Kareem play mm-hmm. for a very long time in L.A., Magic play, obviously, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, uh, LeBron, and Michael. So when I look at that, it's like I just enjoy all of them because different times and different eras, much like Jay was talking about, when you talk about Michael Jordan, you know, nothing was ever wrong with my knee. But for whatever reason, I wanted to wear a knee sleeve and roll it down so you could see the red part of it. Oh, the brace. Uh, yeah, the brace. It, nothing because Michael did it. Yeah. I wanted big shorts because I saw Jalen Rose in Michigan then playing. And, and when I was in high school, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to rock them. The black so, socks, all that the black, stuff. So it's like you enjoy certain things like that, the swag that comes with it. I also enjoy LeBron James being able to put his teams on his back and carry them to championships. So all of those guys are great to me. I can never put one on top of the other, even though a lot of people will do that. Kobe Bryant, like, I would never say LeBron is better than Kobe or Kobe is better than LeBron. I think you enjoy what's in front of you at that moment and at that time. I don't think LeBron is better than Jordan. I don't think Jordan is better than LeBron. Different eras, different times, moving the needle differently, right? Michael Jordan is still selling shoes. My son, who's eight years old, Vance, know who the hell Michael Jordan is. Right. That's crazy, right? I mean, that's just what it is. Look, it's, it's something that we get into. I mean, a lot of kids are growing up watching LeBron James and emulating the king as well, right? Um, and, and my thing is, at the end of the day, this is still a great debate to have because of the greatness that we're, we got a chance to experience from both those individual players. It's a great point. We'll have his old teammate Chris Bosch from the Miami days join us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Bosch, will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Last number, guys, to keep in mind, it's as simple as this. You mentioned 17 years for LeBron, looking for his 10th NBA Finals. So simple math just literally tells you he has been to the NBA Finals more often than not in his career. Place we, a bet on LeBron getting to the Finals and you'll likely it's, win. It's we, ridiculous we, we won't talk about the first, you know, several times he got there with Cleveland, with the Cavs, and nobody can tell me who was on their team. Right. Other than LeBron James, you can't really tell me who was on those Cavs teams unless you're a diehard basketball fan. Got to look up that 07 Cavs team. Still to come. Keyshawn's still pondering. I like it right now. Still thinking. <laughs> Speaking of it's Cleveland. Tough. You're right. Speaking of Man, Cleveland. Man, you getting paid by the minute or word or whatever. You keep- <laughs> We've already established that's your deal. We've got to find something else. Uh, still to come here, a must win in week two. Not the Cleveland Cavs, but the Cleveland Browns. How much pressure is on Baker and the boys tonight. We'll get into that with our team reporters from both squads in the AFC North go inside tonight's Week 2 matchup. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. More NFL Come on, talk. Baker. <laughs> Get it together. Speaking of Baker, let's go right to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Let's bring in Jake Trotter. He covers the Browns 24-7, 365 for ESPN. Jake, simply put, to Jay's point, how do you think Baker will bounce back after that rough start to the season? It really was a tough start to the season for Baker. He was missing open receivers, holding on to the ball too long at times, had the interception on the opening drive, which kind of really set the tone for the game and, and really showed some of the same indecisiveness that plagued him throughout the 2019 season. Despite all that, Baker said that he felt comfortable in the pocket uh, like he did his rookie year when he was so good. And, you know, Baker wasn't making excuses, but the Browns, you know, had the virtual offseason. They're putting in yet another offense. Baker's playing for his fourth head coach already in Kevin Stefanski. So it's probably not surprising that it might be a little bit bumpy out of the gate for Baker, but he has got to be much better for the Browns to have any chance of contending for a playoff spot. Indeed, Jake. So that's four head coaches in three years. Lastly, how much pressure is there? You talked about Baker individually. How much pressure is there collectively on the Browns to avoid that 0-2 start tonight? There's a ton of pressure on Cleveland right now. You know, the expectation for this team, given the talent on both sides of the ball, is to contend for a playoff spot and finally snap the league's longest playoff drought, which is now up to 18 years. And it's hard to see how they get there without defeating Cincinnati at home. And if Joe Burrow outplays Baker Mayfield and the Bengals win this game, you're going to see so much negativity surrounding this team. They have a chance to put the Ravens' performance in the rearview mirror if they can come out and take care of business against the team that they have more talent than. But the way that they played in the opener, I think a lot of people are wondering, what kind of Browns team are we going to see tonight? Very interesting question. We'll find out tonight. The weekend starts today. Is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. So, all right, Key, I mean, Jake sort of answered it uh, in his opinion, but from your opinion, having played the game, it is just week two, but uh, what is the pressure on the Browns tonight? Oh, it's a lot of pressure. It's heavy pressure. You go 0-2, just like Jake said, people, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to get ugly in Cleveland at 0-2, given the fact that, they got everything aligned for them from a talent standpoint. I don't need to go through every single player, but just on the defensive side of the ball, Denzel Ward's over there, Miles Garrett's over there. Offensively, you got OBJ, you got Chubb, you got Kareem Hunt they just paid a little bit of money to, and then you got Baker Mayfield. I mean, it, it, so when you look at uh, new head coach Kevin Stefanski coming over from Minnesota, you expect it for this offense to look much different than it did in week one. Put week one behind. Cincinnati is not 
a, a, a juggernaut in the NFL. Like you shouldn't be. <laughs> no, they're not. Like, well, you, based on your talent and where you're at, you shouldn't be dropping one to Cincinnati at home. You just shouldn't be. And I think that they understand that. They know that there's pressure. Eyeballs are watching. No negative things were coming out of camp this year about the Cleveland Browns because it was quiet. It was, shh, don't say anything. Let's just go about our business. And so we expected for them to come out and play much better than they did against Baltimore last week, and it didn't happen. Now you have a chance to erase that performance and put something on film that we all look to and go, okay, this looks like the team that we think they can be to try to make a run into the playoffs, or at least give us some sort of hope that you can put a plus 500 season together. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it's a must win for this team, and I'm not saying that everything will – you know, go crazy if they don't win, but the amount of pressure that will be on this team afterwards and then these storylines will continue to fester. Baker Mayfield, OBJ, can they ever get on the same page if he doesn't get targeted as, as much? Uh, I, I think there has to be a lot more pressure to key on Kevin Stefanski. Put, he's not a, Baker Mayfield is not a Russell Wilson-type quarterback. Don't drop him back into the pocket. Get him involved in more play action. I mean, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, these guys rushed for 132 yards against the Ravens. Get him in action that keeps him moving. That's when this team is going to be at this, their best. Well, the, the thing about Kevin Stefanski is when you go back and you look at Minnesota, what he was able to do with Kirk Cousins long-term for the years that Kirk has been there underneath him, it was pretty impressive, right? It was, it was better than what you expected. He has some of the same tools with Landry and OBJ. He also has the tight end now. Uh, Cooper. He also has the running Hooper. game. Yeah, Hooper. Hooper. He also has the running game, and they have a defense. So I think that they'll get in sync. This is the second time around. They 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 can go back and look at the film and see the things that they made the mistakes on, make those corrections and on a short week. Come out, execute. I what I want to see. I want to see execution and flawless. I don't want to see any hiccups. I don't want to see any off uh, penalties. False starts, uh, looking like they're out of sync. I want to see smooth. Even if they lost the game, I want to see smooth, right? I want to. I want to see something. Mm. That's what they got to show me. They got to show me that. If they show me that, then I'm like, okay. If they go zero and two though, and it's all herky jerky, it's going to be problematic. Even if they are smooth, think about what the storylines start on Friday. You have a rookie quarterback that gets the best of Baker Mayfield, right? It's you have all these pieces, and then the questions continue to loom. Like, how do you have all these offensive weapons and you can't get the job done? I mean, granted, a lot depends on the way they lost. But the, the stories will only compound if they lose. I don't think you can lose this game, not to a rookie well, they, quarterback. They, they can't lose, but if they do, as long as something positive comes out of it. I mean, they could. the game could be 21-21 late in the fourth quarter, and it could be a 50-yard field goal. And I, they lose the game. I and just still it, don't see us extracting positives out of a loss for the Browns. No, right you, you, maybe not from a media standpoint, but I'm talking internally from a team, team standpoint, standpoint. That's most important. They can't worry about us. They just can't. They've got to concentrate on getting their team going in the right direction. Sitting around worrying about what the media is going to say, the media is going to find something positive or, or negative. negative. So. You can't worry about that when you're dealing with a team aspect. That's a great point. We'll talk more about it with Damian Woody. He'll join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Night at 715. What do you got? I was going to say very quickly, it, that's one thing for us to say. It's another thing to go back to when we were both players and you're in the locker room, and it may not have affected Keyshawn Johnson, but it could affect a Baker Mayfield. It could affect 
you know, OBJ. Well, well, Baker Mayfield and OBJ better get their head out the sand. I know, but not everybody's built psychologically the way that you're built. Well, they better better get built that way. And we know how it is. You know, post-game, if you're in a locker room, having all the press, ask you all these questions, you go back home to your respective families or your agents, people are saying things that you need to do. If you're in a contract year, whatever it is, all these things start to fester. I don't care what anybody says. Not everybody's built as strong psychologically as Keyshawn Johnson. No, that's true, though, Jay. But uh, what I'm saying, though, is you have to take care the internal part. The noise outside is going to be there. But you cannot satisfy fans when you're trying to get things corrected internally. They have to get things corrected. The offensive's got to move and put points on the board. Baker Mayfield has got to play better. He can't worry about throwing an interception in – well, they won't be booing because nobody will be in the stands. But he can't, he can't worry about somebody in a headline saying – Baker does it again. Another pick. Can't you cannot worry about those things. You've got to take care of that locker room. All fifty-three of those guys. That's who you are responsible for, and that's what you have to do. Just, Once you start worrying about us, we just, got you. You you cooked at that point. I would be remiss if I didn't say we are in the midst of a pandemic. People are isolated. What do people check all day, every day? Their phone. Their phones. Scroll that's all on. I'm saying. So it's it's one thing to say, hey, don't listen to it. But when it's in front of your face every day, people are chattering. Friends are saying things to you. You Man, can't help it. Don't listen to Jay Will, y'all. I'm not saying to listen to it. OB, I to listen o, to it. O, OBJ, it's a lot, it's a lot don't easier. listen to Jay Will. Don't check your phone. <laughs> don't check your phone, Baker. Just play football. Let's talk a little bit about, more about OBJ and a possible landing spot if indeed it does get really bad in just oh, a minute. No. Just a minute. It's oh, a little premature. Landing spot. Go ahead, Zubin. <laughs> We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are reminding you, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, to listen to ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. Are you guys ready for this? You mentioned how much heat is on Kevin Stefanski. Just a second game. It's a great point. Think about this. Who could have thought Kevin Stefanski actually had a worse debut then Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens. Ooh. Both of those guys fared better in their first game. Yes, they lost. Mm. Then Kevin Stefanski. Think you about that. You guys can that. see Keyshawn's face right now. Key, I'm not joking. <laughs> Hugh Jackson lost his first game by no, 19 he points. One, he was from my high school, my high school yeah. coach, but go ahead. Yeah, he went 1-15, and, and then obviously the 0-16, the glorious 1-31 tenure. Uh, and then Freddie Kitchens lost his first. They only lost by 30 in Freddie's Freddie. debut last Freddie year to Kitchens. the Titans. Stefanski lost by 32, and as Jay mentioned, when we talked about it Monday, they missed a field goal in the first half, they missed an extra point, they botched a fake punt, and they had key. What's in the playbook for old third and 41? They had a third and 41 in pray, the first half. Pray. <laughs> is that, third, is that a, third and 41. Third and 41. Just pray. All of those things happened in the first half. That's all you got to do is just pray. Pray that something happens. That's I think all. Browns fans are praying that OBJ and Baker, his connection works. I know you guys are saying it's a little bit too premature, but you know, that's a guy, Jay, that when he's unhappy, he is not afraid to tell what, you he what's is unhappy. premature? Two games in? So you're talking about trading OBJ? Trading, possibly oh, trading OBJ. I don't think that the, that's, I don't think that that's premature. Okay, when you, when let, you look at, when you it. look at the numbers from a financial standpoint and what they can possibly get back in return for somebody that's out there starving for a playmaking receiver like OBJ. When OBJ's mind is right, mm-hmm. He's right. He's oh, one yeah. of the best dudes going, no right? Doubt. Never mind the antics, never mind the hair and all what went on here in New York. Don't I'm just talking about a pure football player that can help your team win. 
If you're the San Francisco 49ers and there's a conversation to be had, you may want to have that conversation with Cleveland and see if you could kick those tires. If you're the New England Patriots, Mm. you may want to see what that is. You may want to just kick that tire because guys like OBJ, when you get to winning programs and positive coaches, you tend to flourish under that, right? I mean, you just do. When you you think about New England for a minute, let's stay on New England. Okay. You think about guys like a Randy Moss or Corey Dillon. People thought that they were basically on the scrap heap, in the trash, and they were no more good. They go to New England in their world beaters <laughs> because when you win and you believe in a coach that in a formula that works, it's a miracle, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's it. It's like. A guy has died, gone to heaven, and come back twice. And so when you talk about OBJ, in New York, possibly again with the New York Jets, they need a receiver wow. to help a young quarterback. Oh. You you talk about that. <laughs> You're going to bring Maybe. it to the Jets. <laughs> Ooh. Same well, reaction as Hey, you. I'm just telling you, teams that need receivers like this, if in fact he's ever on the trading block or whatever the case may be, Man. those teams value wide receivers bad to help those quarterbacks. And they don't have any. They don't have nobody. Man, the Browns need to change one thing. Stop changing so damn much. Seriously. Look, since 2010, six different general managers, 17 different quarterbacks have started games, eight different head coaches, 10 different offensive coordinators. Do not trade OBJ. You know what you do? You do to Keyshawn Johnson. Give him the damn ball. Mm. Throw him the ball. Now, I know he was but, targeted. I know he had three catches, but still, he, we, we, and this is very similar to how I look at the Clippers, okay? Because they have a lot of different personalities. Your, per, your best player's personality translates to the team. I do think that's why the Clippers weren't able to get over, right? It, it didn't translate. Kawhi's personality did not translate to the energy that the team needed. You said this. If you get OBJ right, Look how that trickle-down effect is on your team. If you can get OBJ and Baker Mayfield on the same page, think about what that does to this team. They have all the offensive talent. Their defense is formidable. Yeah, but Make but, it work. But, Jay, if you can't— We can't be talking about trading OBJ the second game into the regular season I'm just without preseason. You, we can't be doing that. I'm just telling you, if it does not look right tonight and things don't go well— those conversations may come up at some point. But and if you if keep they moving do, so damn much, you never know where you're standing. No, but but if but <laughs> you know if, what I mean, you never know where you are. But uh, if there's a team out there willing to give you something in return for that value, worth that value of that player, you take a look at it. You you do. New England, look, man, New England needs a dude. Okay, I know, but you. The worst we, thing that the NFL, no, the, the, the worst thing that the AFC mm-hmm. and the AFC East want to see is New England go get a bona fide dude. I hear you, man. And if you go get that dude and put him over there with them mm. and Cam and, and, and all the positive stuff, Key. You, can, you can count New England up there with them Kansas Cities and them Baltimores like that. Mm. You, you were up here the other day when my Giants lost to the Steelers trying to tell me that the Giants, it was, a, it was a really bad look, and we were going back and forth about the Steelers and how good I think the Steelers are. I think this should actually be in your top six power rankings. I don't want to go on a tangent. That's another conversation for another day. But you sat up here right after, and it's like, you don't let a guy like OBJ go. You don't let a star-studded wide receiver go for a quarterback like Daniel Jones. Who needs that? But now you're telling me that for another quarterback in Baker Mayfield, for the Cleveland Browns, that you're, you're going to let OBJ go? And here's why I would tell you that. Because you got Landry, 
You got Hooper to tie it in, and it's not working out. It was working out in New York at the Giants. They they just didn't like his attitude and some of the things that they thought he was bringing to the locker room and to the team. So they moved him prematurely. He's not having those same locker room issues in Cleveland or kissing the net or whatever the hell he was doing. That's what I'm saying. He's Proposing. not having, he, he's not having those same. How long has he been there, Zubin? He had two years. Okay. He has not having those same Second issues. Year. But when you can't utilize him and get him the football the way that he needs it, you then take that, no. get that value for that if it's out there. That's Kevin Stefanski's job. That's why he was brought well, there. You have pieces that you at, mimicked in at, Minnesota. At some That's point, why you were there. At some point, though, you've got to make a decision. And if you can't get him the ball, Jay, and you're paying him $14, 15000000 million, and he's just a cardboard cutout, let somebody else use him. Let somebody else figure out how to get it to him. Well, is the answer getting rid of OBJ or what does that it's say? It's not about, getting. It's oh, not I'm getting saying if rid it does, of If he, it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, is that more of an OBJ issue? or Is that more of a Baker Mayfield issue? Because pro- I've also heard it you, could be. We it could probably be. Mayfield. It could probably be more of a Baker Mayfield issue. It just depends. Okay. It depends on what you. It depends on if Baker Mayfield is retaining the information that he's being given from the head coach and delivering the football the way that he's supposed to and in sync. And is OBJ running his routes and doing everything that he's supposed to do. I'm not in the meeting rooms with them. So I don't know what they're doing right or wrong. What I do know is you got a talented wide receiver that has some value. If he was on the market, there's teams that could certainly utilize him mainly the San Francisco 49ers, the New England Patriots, Oof. and possibly if you feel good about Sam Darnold, well, you might not feel good about Adam Gates, so that may, you know, if you feel good about a young quarterback, you may want to pair about this. him That's true. with the Jets. Just saying, maybe maybe you do something like that. But the two teams that stand out the most to me, San Francisco and New England, if, if I'm them and it doesn't go well tonight and he seems like he may want to move, I may have to pick up the phone and just say, hey, are you interested in – giving us this guy. That's all. I'd be interested to get the angle for the Bengals because they're entering yet another brand new era. Ben Baby covers them 24-7, 365 here for ESPN. Ben, simply put, what's the biggest question about Joe Burrow and their offense heading into tonight's game against the Browns? Can the Bengals find more consistency offensively under Burrow in order to produce more points? This has been something that's been a uh, cause of concern for Bengals coach Zach Taylor and the offense as a whole, and it'll be up to them to be able to produce that against a Browns team that struggled in week one. Simple question here. It's just one game. It's a sample size. Jay's, you know, astutely said you got to commit to something, right? You have to see what it is going to be long-term. Let's just say, hypothetically, Joe Burrow balls out tonight and Baker has a terrible game. Uh, What happens uh, then? I know it's one game, but you know the way we are in sports. It it would be... To the point where we just, me and Damon Woody talked about the other day, maybe he's just not good. Maybe he's just not as advertised with the headband, even though he got caught trying to run from the police in Oklahoma. But that's a whole nother story. Gus Johnson running from the cops. You can't help yourself. (laughs) Who, me? Yeah, because it's just funny. And I've always teased him about it, you know, teased Baker about that incident. Maybe he's just not as good as advertised. And it may take him some time to develop. It's, there is a such thing as late development. I mean, it really is. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is with him. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting for Burrow considering the way the Browns' defense was able to pressure Lamar Jackson. Lamar just had the feet to get out of a lot of that stuff. But when Joe Burrow is actually allowed time, when he, when he is not under pressure, he was very efficient in his life, 20 of 26. Very efficient. So how they put pressure on him is going to be imperative tonight. You're going to always, just so that you know, in a West Coast system, for the most part, you're going to be efficient at the quarterback okay. spot. That right. means it's just... Well, that's what I'm here to learn, know. Keyshawn. Still to come, the Big Ten is back. So when can their teams get back into the polls? Much more chatter on that on the way. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.